There's a change happening in the way we live, the way we work, the way we spend our money and make our decisions. We are evolving to be more conscious in our actions in a way that serves the world and makes it a better place. Welcome to The Ethical Evolution. The Ethical Evolution podcast is brought to you by The Ethical Change Agency. I'm Bindi, CEO and founder, and I am honoured to bring you the stories of those who create change through paying it forward and giving back. Ethical business owners and holistic healers who are determined to create collective change in the world. Once we have a change in consciousness and through collective change, we can become one. My next guest is no stranger to getting behind the microphone with me. A great friend and an award-winning chef, she specialises in food that suits everyone's lifestyle and DNA. After years as a personal trainer, she noticed that not everyone is the same and wasn't getting the same results. She was determined to find a way to get better results for everyone. Shana Claremont, also known as Shana X. Lee, is a biogenetic health and well-being coach who's giving people extra time with their loved ones while aligning them with their health goals. Using a personal health system known as PH360, she delves into your health type, finding the best ways for you as an individual to leverage your DNA to live your best life, producing phenomenal results. This means finding out what you should eat, when to eat, where to eat, who to eat with, how to exercise and when, and also when and how you should rest. It's really about getting the manual of you that you wish you always had. Welcome, Shana, to The Ethical Evolution. Mm, Thank you for having me. (laughs) Now, um, tell us all about you and your background and how you became a biogenetic health coach. Mm. (laughs) Very convoluted story, but it's one that's uh, delightful at every turn. Um, so I guess to put it short would be I left school and it was this love of creation. It was always within me and I remember looking, going personal training, oh, sorry, chefing or hairdressing. Mm. Very creative in their own right. And I went, oh, chefing seemed to have more stature, more um, relevance in humans in their day-to-day life and so as I dumped into chefing I realized there's this beautiful ability to feel into the food and to create a reaction in those that you were serving Mm. and I fell in love with the way that flavors and textures went together Mm. and then the way that the people would come in and their response we had our regulars at the hotel I was working for and so you would see them respond each week to the creations that we made and and just the, the community that it created around that mm. um, really drew me in. And then I got into the world of health and wellness even further. I, I come from a very funny family situation. Where my <laughs> mother was um, what you would class as normal Australian. <laughs> <laughs> Is that such a thing? Uh, um, <clears throat> yeah, to a degree. Uh, and my father was a vegan... Um, well, my mother was a meat eater. My father was a vegan musician. So two very contrasting worlds right there. And what 
he brought to me was this understanding that there was a whole different way of eating. Mm. And so through chefing, I started to dive into the, the way the diversities of the two worlds came together in creation and found all the traditional recipes and tried finding ways in my own health and fitness journey, which was backed sadly by figure dysmorphia. Mm. Um, my own journey into that really led me to want to play with society's norm mm-hmm. and create wonderful flavours and textures around that that, gave the consumer states of comfort, ecstasy and happiness without uh, costing, Mm. which society, sadly, the comfort foods of today are rather risque and do have a bit of a backlash. And so that went on for many years, won a few competitions and a few awards and uh, travelled a fair bit around. Um, And eventually I made my way up here to Queensland um, and – it got my way into chefing in the mines, mm. which then was interesting. Uh, another story for another time, but it's always great to meet the right person at the right time and mm. have the right conversation. And um, that led me from chefing into driving trucks and I got bored with that. I, I, <laughs> driving mining, mining is an incredible industry and uh, it led me to see the pain of just existing, mm. the pain of entrapment of expectations Mm. in what a secure job should provide and what it fails to meet. Um, But it also gave me a lot of time in the gym, a lot of time with my figure dysmorphia to try and see what I could do to my body to make myself, uh, quote, feel better. Mm. Uh, And that then showed me that the body can do incredible things. But I I really developed this passion for training myself, but then all the boys and all my co-workers started to join in and someone said, you should become a personal trainer. Oh, that's a curious thought. <laughs> so I, I thought, okay, I'll try and study this while I'm in my truck. And I got to the point where I realised you can't so – well, I, for me, myself, I cannot study a physical trade in a manual written format. Mm. just didn't compute. Yeah. So I actually quit my 90000 a year job and went down and risked it all to become a personal trainer, um, which was – Another story. <laughs> um, and, and once I got into personal training, it was, it was wonderful learning about the body, learning about the emotions, the reactions and what we can do to the, the human form and uh, largely a lot of emotion that sits behind that for the individual seeking that. And in doing that, I, I followed the book. I, I, I did everything 100%. But I realised that my, my clients, some would get great results, mm. others would get average results and someone some would go backwards and it, it tore my heart apart to see that diversity when all I was trying to do was make a difference and help people. Mm. And what I noticed in that was that I went on my own journey into bodybuilding at the same time, hired a coach, did the right things. He was one of the best. He had women that were doing, you know, winning uh, trophies left right and center yeah and so i was like yeah i'm in the right place with the right person and i went through and and i remember going through the process and him going you know you're not doing it right like you're not getting the right results you must be doing something wrong you must be cheating or whatever Mm. and i remember getting on stage and in that process i realized there's the fitness industry has a lot to answer for in in society's mental state yeah um it does cover up a lot of figure dysmorphia gives people a, a way of excusing their uh, beliefs and their scarcity around the, uh, the incredible body that they have mm. and the beliefs that they're harbouring. Yeah. Um, 
but I remember getting on stage and being far below where I expected to get to and far below the standard of the girls that he normally ran. And so that spiralled a whole mm. whole host of thoughts and emotions and self-sabotage. Mm. And so I went back into my personal training world. I've really become very hyper aware and I was like, I know the pain I just went through in that experience and I wonder if the clients of mine who were not getting the great results or going backwards, whether there was a link. And as the universe does, it guided me to the right human at the right time who was there to relieve me so I could go away as a personal trainer, I think it was. And she, we got talking and she led me down this rabbit hole of, uh, a health and wellness platform, she said, you need to understand this. I think this is going to be right up your alley mm. and I think you're going to fall madly in love with it. And I think it was a, a month or two later I just jumped straight in and did the course. No questions asked. I just went, this this makes sense. And she was telling me about how it would show me how my clients were individuals and it would bridge the gap between what we know as a personal trainer and how to get the insurance that our clients would get the results or understand the expected understand the real results that were possible for them outside of their expectations of what's on Instagram and what's on um, media of today. And when I did the course, it blew my mind. I just went, this, it's like rose-coloured glasses but to amplify and personify the ability for us all to rise as the incredible human that we are outside of expectations and societies, uh, dogma societies. Um, beliefs of what good, healthy, happy and, and rich is. Yeah. Um, and so I delved into the world three and a half years ago yeah. and since then I've become a bit of a pioneer of <laughs> bringing together um, food, passion and creation yeah. and bringing together fitness and uh, the industry of bettering the body physically uh, and then also lacing that with the comprehensive lens of Genetics, understanding your genes, understanding your environment and how they will actually become the the body that you are. And we can actually now go right the way back, right the way back to when you were born and we can actually now map the entire journey that you have had to the point that you are. That's incredible. Mm. <laughs> and there's a, yeah. Now you and I have spoken about this before and um, I know uh, when we went to it last time, it, it blew my mind because I was like, I'd never seen anything like this. And um, so it, uh, so the biogenetics um, coaching that you do, it actually looks at your body type. Um, do you want to explain to us, that, you know, these body types are a little different to what we're used to? Mm-hmm. Uh, some in the fitness industry or health industry would know about the term somatotypes mm-hmm. and that brings us into three categories, the mesomorph, the endomorph and the ectomorph. Yep. And we roughly know that they are the, the three, everyone will fall into one of those three. But what we've now managed to create an understanding of is it's actually six. And so you would have your your true meso, your true endo, your true ecto, but then you have these hybrids in the mm. middle. And each of them comes with their own – and it, we're not trying to box anyone. It's more about creating a category that you can relate with that we can then gain a quick and greater understanding of freedom for you to express yourself within that category. Yeah. Um, because each individual, as we know, even identical twins are not the same and an identical twin – will still experience life completely different to their twin and therefore yeah. their phenotype, their, their their body will grow and develop different to their twin. Mm. 
which is why even identical twins are different. Um, so because it's all about perceptions and beliefs and experience and yeah. all that sort of stuff. So that's a bigger conversation. <laughs> um, but really what, what it is is understanding out of those six health types, each of them has a unique personality, a unique social profile, a unique um, – a unique food profile, when to eat, what to eat, why to eat it, what's good for you right now in this weather versus what's good for you tomorrow in a rainy day. Um, then we can also come into understanding fitness. When should you be training? Um, right, there's countless, countless case studies of people going and doing the right things, you know. There are these people out there that are holding a lot of weight. They're training ridiculous mm. hours. They're trying to eat all the right foods. They're suffering from anxiety and depression yeah, in contrast in that in the – the constant desire to better themselves. They want to do better, but yeah. despite their efforts, they seem to either stay the same or go backwards. Yeah. Um, and it can really come down to the time of the day in which we do the things of life that are specific to you, um, that if we're jumping into society and, and there's so many leaders out there and so many life changes out there that it's, as soon as they say, well, you should all be doing X, Y, Z. You should all be getting up early. You should all be rising before the sun and doing all of your work and being – it's causing this um, unbalance in yeah. society because so many are trying to do that. They're trying to follow the crowd. Everyone wants to fit in somewhere. Mm. And so people are jumping in and trying to uh, fit with the, the, the in thing at the moment and unfortunately it's resulting in a lot of depression and anxiety because they're not achieving the results that everyone else is because any one thing is only designed for that one type and one human at some point in time definitely had a great experience succumbing to all of that and following that but it doesn't mean that it's better for anyone else yeah it's an individual ride so um what we now know is we can actually map this we can actually now provide an incredibly comprehensive profile for you as the individual where it, I, I call it more the manual to you it's the manual that your parents wish you had it's the manual <laughs> you wish you had from the birth yeah um in understanding your incredible mind your incredible genius who what are you good at yep genetically and then we can go into the conversation of natural versus habitual right yeah but what are you genius at genetically what is your social drive what is your social connection compatibility genetically yeah uh what is your your mind like genetically what's it's how do we get you in the zone how what's going to set you down like um what's going to knock you off kilter um how can we support your brain's functions to be constantly in flow rather than this stress state and reactivity mm. um but then we also get to know that you know understanding comprehensively like our, our mesomorphs are more reactive. They're more – they're the do people. They they do the thing. They learn by pain um, and they, they're – That sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> there is a bit of human conditioning but a lot of us do that these days. But um, it's, it's – yeah, the, the mesomorphs are aggressive. They learn by pain. They run at the gate. Then they fall down and they think, oh, could have thought about that. But, hey, this is a great story. Let's, let's run with this one. And, mm. you know, all of us have that friend that will speak their mind before they think mm. and then they'll – generally not really have much of a comprehension of the aftermath of that yep. <laughs> but they've already moved on to the next task and the next fun thing to be doing yeah then we have our endomorphs um which you know it's our feel people they're the people with the big heart the big mm. body the big capacity for other people they're carers they're nurturers they're the the strong ones that that make the big change and they they they're, they're the future seers but they also can look right the way back in the past and that mm. can quite often lead to a – and a lot of you would relate with this – is uh, can lead to a bit of procrastination. 
Oh, that mm. sounds like me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're stuck with the, I know what I want in the future and I'm thinking of all the things I want to be doing there in the future, but I've, I've still got the, the feeling, mm. I still feel the memory of the past and I'm having trouble placing everything into its place right now so that I can see a clear path into the future to move forward. Mm. Um, and these are our, our endomorphs. They're, they're the... the uh, that's what I am. <laughs> and then we have our ectomorphs who are the more the analytics, the brain power. They are the ones that are the pioneers, the the pharaohs back in the day. They have the hybrid of the uh, ectomorph, which is what we call a crusader. They're the ones that do – they can have a bit more of a muscly body. Quite a few of our male models are what we would call a crusader. Right. But they're, they're on a mission. They're on a purpose. They're driven. Yep. And uh, quite often they could be conceived of as they, the racehorse, right? Mm. They've got the blinkers on and all that matters is getting to that finish line and they receive their dopamine hit. So everything mm. for them is about achieving, whereas the true ectomorph was what we call a sensor. I'll go through the others in a minute. And the sensors are, you know, that friend that's very skinny who could eat whatever they want. Yep. They 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 consume Maccas daily. I've got a few of these. I'm only <laughs> saying it because I actually have a few friends that do this. Uh, even though I'm the health coach, we yeah. all have that friend. And um, and they're the ones that never put on weight. But they are very hypersensory. They get overwhelmed and they can be a bit of an introvert. Mm. Um, and these are the ones that are very analytical. Um, they like to have lists and be organised because ultimately they know that they need to know where their energy is going to go so they can make sure that whatever they're investing their energy in, they're going to have the capacity to fulfil it without going into any kind of deficit. Yep. They're also the friend that usually is in the room who will already know where the exit is just in case anything goes wrong. <laughs> well. <laughs> They're the planners. Um, then if we come back and we touch on, I'll give you the fun names of each of the other four health types. Yeah. So let's jump back over to the mesomorph if we go around in a circle. The mesomorph, we have our true mesomorph, which is what we call our activator. Fiery, aggressive, the feline, the changing direction. Um, if we were to look at them as a as a boat, they'd be a jet ski. <laughs> okay. Right? Agile, fast. <laughs> yep. Um, creative. They are so self-expressive in the now. They're all about now. Yep. Um, and everything else doesn't matter. It's just what am I doing now that's uh, fun. And then we have our beautiful connectors. And as that name would suggest, these guys are all about connecting. They're very empathic, very... Um, Quite often they will be stoic of the emotion and feelings that they are having because they will be trying to ensure that those around them are feeling good. And these are the people that may resonate with being called needy or um, too much, just to give it a few little titles. But these are the ones that have such a capacity to give to those around them in a fun, friendly way. Their happiness comes from when it's like a selfish giving. Mm. These guys selfishly give because they know that when they give to the people around them, they will automatically receive the happiness, the energy, the connection from the person that they've just given to. Yep. Um, and this is their way. So these are the people that don't do well to go away and think about things. They do well to go to the people and be in the party, be in the fun, and that's how they think and process and get through life is by being with other people. And I think we identified I was a connector. I believe you're between a connector and a guardian. Guardian? Mm. Ah, okay. Mm. Get a little bit of both. Mm. We can have our little cuspies. Okay. <laughs> so what's the guardian? The guardian is the beautiful nurturer. Mm. They're our bear. <laughs> They're our bear. They're the Titanic. Right. If we were to look at a ship, I don't know why I've gone with the metaphor of ships, but it's working. <laughs> so, you know, they're the Titanic. They're the ones that before they've left 
home before they've left base. They know where they're going. They mm. know who they're seeing along the way. They know what they need and they've got everything just in case. They've got, you know, the napkins in case someone needs to wipe their nose. They've got <laughs> they've got everything prepped. Their house, their cupboards are stocked full just in case. Yep. Um, they've got um, their journey mapped out completely. They have enough fuel um, and they'll be setting off knowing that the, the – uh, what's going to come in their way. Um, and if we jump from the Titanic into exactly what happened in that movie, you know, something popped up suddenly mm. and they weren't able to change their trajectory quick enough mm. to be able to avert the disaster catastrophic event that happened. And these guys are very much like that. Mm. They don't do well with sudden change necessarily. Um, they, they like to know that they're going to achieve their goal, their destination, and they will conserve. They will have all of the stores of everything that may possibly Possibly ever be needed and they will hold that in the physical format of weight mm. to support anyone and everyone around them. So they're very much impacted by their family and their social network. If anything socially, financially, physically is a threat, they will physically hold as a protection mechanism. Right. Mm. Mm, sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> and then we come back into the diplomats, which is myself. That's the hybrid of the endomorph and the ectomorph. Yeah. And the diplomats are very much the same, very big carers, very big nurturers. But if we were to throw it back to, from metaphor, back to the old days, uh, Roman times, we were the gladiators. We yep. were the, the the ones that got out there and fought the war and then we would bring back the wounded to the guardians to nurture. <laughs> and then we would go rebuild the town and we would we would look after everyone to a degree. Yeah. Um, we have this capacity to keep going, marching on. Um, but... In today's society, we've definitely there is this definite need to always hold back twenty percent. You will only ever get eighty percent out of a diplomat mm. because they know they need to keep twenty percent in reserve um, because it's just the way their genes are designed. So we are quite a, a large human being. As you you sit in front of me, I'm a six foot two Amazonian, and I you're rather tall. <laughs> <laughs> and not all diplomats are tall, but they mm. have this body that has a good solid bone structure. They have the capacity to to hold energy and go the long haul. Um, and they are very very good at doing their tasks. Some of them are quite analytical and whatnot as well. But uh, they're the long haul, they're the planners. Um, but unfortunately for us wonderful diplomats, we have visionary goals but quite often we will end up with too many things on our plate. Yeah. Um, so for us diplomats, it's all about time and space. Mm. We need to have time to know we need to know the time of which is required of us and what everything's going to take and the space to create it and be in it and um, provide for those things. But it's it's a, a sure-fired way to stress a diplomat by not giving them enough time to plan enough space to get it done. Mm. Um, it will send us into a bit of a frenzy or a meltdown, <laughs> I would say. Um, I know many of my friends would resonate with that. I have quite a few diplomat friends. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so time and space for the diplomats give them the ability to um, block out. I actually get most of my, my diplomats to ensure that each day they've got at least an hour of just-in-case yep. time just because there will be things that will run overtime for diplomats all the time. Mm. Terrible at telling how long something's <laughs> going to take. So when you look at um, those those types, um, they basically sit on a wheel, like mm. a, a 360 wheel, mm -hmm. which is what pH 360 is. Yes. Um, and there's also, um, from memory, um, animals related to those as well. Yes. What's the go with those? Oh, let's start at what we would call the top of the wheel. The yep. top of the wheel would be our connectors. Yeah. Their colour is yellow. <laughs> 
Um, but they are the, the connector socials. And if you think of them like a puppy dog, <laughs> like a puppy dog, you walk up to a puppy dog and they've already looked you up and down. They can feel your energy. They sense your intentions. And once they like you, they love you. Yeah. And they will give you all of their time and attention and their love and, and what and affection. Um, and, and I'm sure many of you can relate to that symbolism. Um, then we go uh, around clockwise and you would find the guardian right there. They're the green colour, the bear. Mm-hmm. And so the bear is the one that does the the hibernation, the stores. They hold everything. They are the, the I would call them like the preppers. Yep. They've always got everything just in case ready for hibernation. So they carry the weight. Yeah. Um, but they are very, very hard to change directions. You can imagine a bear running down a hill. It's not going to change directions <laughs> too fast. <laughs> um, and then we come into the diplomats. So the diplomats, our animal is actually the bison. Very, very uh, – Peculiar, but the bison, they, they stand in the fields and they, they walk all day long and they chew. Mm. They chew and they chew. And what happens when we chew, we think. Mm. We chew and think, we chew and think, we chew and think. And our <laughs> digestive system is an incredible, incredible part of our body. It can be our, our ally and our weakness at the same time. Mm. Um, so we are the feelers because everything from feeling comes from the gut. Yep. Um, so we're the feelers in the world and we, we our greatest power is to sit there and chew and think things. Wow. So they are incredible minds, which, like I said, can lead to ultimate procrastination. Mm. Um, then we come down to the bottom of the wheel, which is purple, which is our senses, and they are what you would call um, a bird. So mm. if you could think of all birds, they've got the skinnier legs, the finer bodies, the finer detail. Um, they are fight or flight in its entirety yep. because they don't have – if the activator – uh, an animal like a, a cat came at them, they're always on alert. Yeah. So if you can imagine their their um their brain system is constantly firing and their sensories are constantly firing, hence why they can say so skinny is because mm. because their 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 the brain is so overloaded continuously. Always on. The brain, yeah. And mm. the brain is is one of the hungriest organs in the body, right? It's just constantly consuming. So that's why these guys can have sugars and carbs mm. is because their brain needs it. It needs the simple sugars to keep running this major powerhouse. And so, yeah, the bird, because at any time they need to flight or make an exit strategy because yeah. they know physiologically, physically, they cannot shake off a threat. Hence why they plan so much and they don't deviate from a plan too much because why why would they decide not to be off the safe beaten track? Yeah. Right. Then we come into the blue zone. But next to that is the crusader. Yeah. And uh, the crusaders, like I said, they're, they're the horse. The horse. The racehorse. Just run me around <laughs> the track, get me from point A to point B and so I can achieve my dopamine hit and feel good and move on to my next mission. They're mission driven. If I find a crusader who hasn't got some kind of a mission, and that might just be to – these are the guys that are out um, on the weekend riding bikes yeah, and they've got their Garmin and they're analysing everything and they're checking in and they're comparing it with their mate and they love a challenge but they love to be the best yeah. in every aspect of their life. So quite often they'll, they'll even not even take on a project. If they don't think they can be the best at something, they won't put their energy into it. Mm. So these guys become incredible pioneers and creators and perfectionists in society and creating some of the most the greatest mastermind projects there are. Um, so it's, it's really, really great when you can see, I hope I've given you an understanding of the mm. wheel and the genius of each of those different health types. Yeah. Bec- those different zones because 
Now we get into the conversation of contribution. Yeah. Understanding oneself. Within those categories, we can see that there is, there's not a title and a rigidity. There's actually freedom of self-expression, mm-hmm. freedom of creativity. Um, I, I always work with my clients in the corporate space and in the online space with health and wellness programs around understanding that you are you and you are the youest you. And we need to help you understand genetically what your natural state of existence and power is, Mm. harness that, grow that, develop that, nourish that and forget the rest. Yeah. Because we, you were created to be you. So let's nourish you to be that so that I can be me and together let's see what magic we can create. Yeah. Wow. Mm. It's amazing. Like, and, you know, by following one of these plans, um, you can have, pretty much success in all facets of your life. Mm-hmm. So not just physically, um, it could also be in your career, uh, relationships, pretty much everything, right? Mm-hmm. You become this incredible, um, it becomes an incredible awareness, but like total um, uh, total allowance for self-expression. Mm. Um, and it also drops by facades. Because mm. a lot of people will say, oh, well, I've been awake at 6am every day for most of my life. Um, and yet here they are pre-diabetic. Mm. And they're going, but I don't want to change because I've been up at six and that's worked fine for me. And then you can look at the person physically and go, well, is that true? Mm. Is that really true? Or have you just been habitually existing to get through your life? Now, obviously, your body is showing signs that this is not working anymore. I use the analogy of a a rubber band a lot with my clients. Like a rubber band can stretch in every direction. Absolutely. And it comes back, stretches, come back, stretch, come back. And if you constantly are stretching it past a reasonable point, it will wear and tear and it will eventually snap. Mm. Understanding your rubber band and which ways it stretches and what its capacity is, is the truth of keeping you happy and healthy. Mm. But um, you and I have spoken about, you know, different things that I do and, and what would work better for me. And I'm like, oh, I don't know about this, you know. Like you often say to me, you know, don't don't eat on your own. And I'm like, well, I live alone, so that's uh, that's interesting. Um, but there's just different ways that you can change things in your life that can actually help you be in better flow and in your genius, as mm. you say. Well, I mean, the perfect example, I'm actually working on a, on a corporate, one of the largest rollouts of a corporate wellness program and we're in a steel company full of, dare I say, for crassness lads mm-hmm. lads that go to work yeah. and they come home and they drink their drink and they they do their family life and that's their routine they don't really they're not in touch with this sort of stuff yeah and they've now been exposed to this incredible corporate wellness program and uh, i've had the pleasure of sitting with one of my clients yesterday who's a, a, a new zealander and he has a very large body mm-hmm. um and he has a very calm beautiful gentle temperament um and talking with him since our first session to the second session, he's managed to lose, uh, I think it was 6.5 kilos in just a couple of weeks. Wow. And I asked him, I said, so what's been the biggest change you've easily adapted? Yep. And he said, oh, I've shifted my times of eating to what you, what you guys have shown me in, is good for my DNA. And, um, and I'm feeling good about that. Like he does night shifts, so he's not even eating it all through the night. Mm. He's eating during the day when he's awake at the, at the perfect times. We tweaked it a little bit. I know we're going to bring him even further into some really good results over the Christmas period because we've tweaked one of his eating times by two hours, took out a snack time and made that his main dinner time. But that's the other thing. A lot of people think that dinner needs to be this cumbersome meal. Mm. Quite often it's actually the lunchtime that means needs to be the main component for some of us. Yeah. Um, and the other meals be quite light. And then, you know, understanding those six health types, 
part of the wheel is actually five meals per day, part of the wheel is actually three meals per day, and one part of the wheel they could actually sustain very easily mm. off of just one meal a day. Yeah. And then we come into the conversation of are you someone who should have raw versus cooked more? Yeah. You know, all these things that people spend their entire life trialing and guessing. Yeah. Should I be vegan? Should I be paleo? Should I be keto? Just quickly on that, they're all kind of templates that were yeah. created for someone. Someone did this once and it worked for them. Mm. And then they decided that it should be for everyone and that's where it falls down. Yeah. That's where I call it these are a template because you're an individual mm. and these templates will only work for so long. Any change is good. Yeah. If you are in poor choice and poor health, any change will make an effect. Mm. But do you not want to spend the time making sure it's the right choice for you forever? Yeah. And then spend your life in good health quickly now. So this could really transform your whole life. Everyone's. You know, like down to, you know, the time you eat, what you eat, how much you eat, um, where you eat, mm. how you eat, mm, um, mm. Who, who you eat with, all of those kind of things, your environment, everything. Mm. Um, just by going with that flow and understanding who you are in every essence of your DNA, mm. uh, imagine that, like – you know, particularly if you're someone who's done all the diets, mm-hmm. done all the stuff and still don't have the results that you want and you're like, well, what is the answer? Yeah, there's frustration and mm. there's I, this is the um, – this is where I get very passionate about mm. is all these what I called before templates. Really what we're doing is – and there's a lot of our uh, – there's a lot of incredible shakers and movers in the world that are doing good things that unfortunately are backing their work with a template mm. of health initiatives. Yeah. And it concerns me because so many will go into those things in the energy, the emotion, the tribe, the connection, the community, and they'll jump in and I'll do it. And they won't get the results that someone else is getting because it's slightly better, more beneficial for that other person. So then what happens? What happens to someone when they're in this tribe, in this community, and they're doing everything they can to get the same results and be a part of that, and they're, quote, failing Mm. here we are people this is today's world of society of um anxiety and depression Mm. congratulations like here's these templates that we're handing out and saying that everyone should be able to achieve this and we're setting people up to fail yeah like it's it's heartbreaking Mm. um same with relationships like there's there's so this program that i run i'm um, three and a half years of being in this profession and it's shown me so much that we can do once we have these conversations we've got not just your own health and wellness journey of understanding you then we jump into we now have a parenting and teaching program Mm. helping parents and teachers give me goosebumps (laughs) to understand your child and allow them to embrace themselves Imagine doing that from from being a kid instead of having to get to like 40 and then going, oh, shit, I've got to do this now. Mm, mm. No, you're not ADHD. You're Mm. actually a child that needs 10, 15-minute bursts and you need to be challenged and you need regular regular variety and change. Let's embrace that. No, this child in the family actually needs segregation and a quiet room Mm. and to be allowed to be alone. This one here, no, they should not be awake early because you're actually stressing them out. Mm. Let them get up in their own time and get this done. And, and, you know, we can start to have grand conversations. The parenting process. If you're a parent out there, reach out. It's, it's, um, I can't even find a word to express it. <laughs> it's life changing, really. Yeah, yeah, our children, to imagine our children coming into this world now, knowing themselves, knowing not just themselves now, now having appreciation for their fellow friends and their siblings mm. and who they are and how <coughs> they run and why they are the way they are. 
bring about this new way of existing where we have acceptance and thriving in our own capacity. Mm. Then we come into relationships. We spent, we had the creator Matt Riemann come down to Brisbane um, just a couple of months ago and we went into a relationship workshop and we spent three days day in, day out, talking about the relationships and the integration of those six health types around the wheel. We went through and we discussed how each of them would interact with the other as a parent, as a child, as a girlfriend, boyfriend, as a sibling. And we were able to, to diversify the conversation of understanding the intricate relationships and it actually can now be mapped and it can actually now be simply, um, it can simply become a conversation of awareness now and acceptance of each other. Wow. Mm, mm. I actually straight away went through a client of mine who's what we call a connector and it was very ironic. She had a conversation about how she had a guy she was seeing. Let's have a, a cool – she won't <coughs> mind me sharing. She had a guy she was seeing um, but she liked him but didn't fully like him. But now she had a new guy suddenly who was paying attention and she said, I feel so bad because everyone says to me I should be in a relationship and I should be committed. And I said, if you're a connector, honey, you're actually the one who's meant to spend your younger years embracing as many people as you can in a beautiful friendship, fun, creative way. And don't worry because you have such a capacity for love and connection that any one human can't handle you right now. So embrace that. And we are a bit free. much. <laughs> <laughs> go and be free and share your love. These are the love childs. These are the ones that run around it with the um, beautiful. They're either two two ways. They're either the beautiful colours and eccentric behaviour, or they're the the dark and they've got the tattoos and the dark clothes and they're very the, the self expression is very visible. Mm. And they are they have a whole lot of love to give in their own special way. Oh, you noticed. <laughs> <laughs> But just back on that parenting thing with mm. with kids, imagine if we could reverse this whole evolution that's happening where kids are on drugs mm. for their behaviour. For numbing and for behaviour, yeah, yeah, yeah. Our parents and our kids, like all these drugs that are being administered are actually just people squashing self-expression yeah. and people trying to box or build this – it's like going back to Hitler days, right? It's like making everyone behave in a certain mm. drone way. No, let's let's create space to embrace those people and nourish them in the correct way. Yes, mm. they're angry right now because they've been suppressed for most of their life and told they're wrong. Mm. So, of course, you're going to go through a time where you're going to have to detox the emotional uh, garbage that's sitting around this awareness and, and detox the battle, detox the... The, compatibi- the, the the battle mm. so that we can actually just nourish it back again to the right way so that our, our children can speak their truth. We can understand each other. They understand you and your needs and your requirements. And so many of the parents and, that are, and the children in these programs right now are all having these great epiphanies of the kid going, oh, mum, I'm sorry, I actually didn't mean to bombard you in the morning. I remember now you're a diplomat. I'll come back and see you a bit later. <laughs> like legitimately these are the conversations our children wow. are having in the program and and the mother's going, oh, sorry, Jimmy and John, I didn't mean to wake you up so early for most of your life. <laughs> We're now going to change. You get up and I just need you to be ready by 8 o'clock. You do what you need to do. You just need to be ready by 8 o'clock while your other siblings, we're going to get up early. We're going to make pancakes. We're going to have fun. We're going to dance. We're going to do these things. We'll change your room to the back of the house so you can have a bit more quiet seclusion because I understand that's what you need. So instead of our children starting at life being stressed and pushed to come outside of what feels good for them, we can actually just allow them to be in that and understand why. Wow. And then recognise when they are truly off kilter. Yeah. 
kids could actually enjoy life so much more. Like how many kids do we see just not loving life? Sadly, the uh, the shorter story is how many do we see truly loving life? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Incredible. Wow. And imagine the impact this could have on our medical system if this was adopted. Mm. (laughs) And it's because this is still so new. I mean, everyone does say, well, why is this not amongst everyone? We have got a huge number of doctors, physicians Mm. of every walk of life now coming on board and really bringing about this new awareness. But it is the same as anything. It takes time for people to truly trust and to catch on and to see the science. Mm. Um, Because there is 15 sciences and and different technologies amongst this, it is so comprehensive that anyone that has learned one linear belief system it will take some time for them to understand that there is so much more complexity Mm. we are humans we are such a complex complex morsels of energy how can we fully understand it well with the 15 sciences and technologies it's been incredible to see just how profound and how clear this gets to be you're still a human. You're still going to yeah. have your human experiences. You've still got a life, a host of beliefs to delve into. But there's so many people out there doing – you and I are both among so many spiritual mm. groups. It's – for me, there's another passion is is seeing these people do the work but then come home to an environment that actually doesn't serve them. Mm. Like there's so much wasted time and energy with people where we could go, you know what, allow us to give you the knowledge of what your environment and nurturing your social profile needs to look like. Um, so that you can go and do the work and know that you are getting everything you want mm. out of that. And it's just having really true alignment with yourself mm. and mm. who you are mm. and so who many, you're meant to be. Yeah, 100%. And so many of our spiritual friends, you and I, in the, in the community that we are, could you imagine each one of their programs with this lens over the top of it, mm. how personalised every human's program would be and how much more of an impact it would have? Wow. Let's turn next, people. <laughs> oh. Love it. Now, what would you say if you had to wrap it up in a nice little parcel is your mission? Oh, I actually Mm. released this into a couple of our social media groups just recently. Um, My mission at the moment is I would like to have 500 people per year go through my program, Mm -hmm. uh, my personal online program for their own individual journey um, because I believe that once we do that we create a ripple effect and awareness and those 500 people will go find 500 people, will find 500 people and quickly and effectively we can see this awakening and this change. Mm -hmm. I'm also working alongside some corporate programs so that enables us to empower people to not only go to work and come home as they used to, but now go home, now go to work and actually be healthy and come home healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Wow. That's, that's true collective change there, which is mm. what we're all about here. Um, so you were talking about, uh, you know, some of the people that you're working with and, you know, the impact they've had already. Um, can you give us some ideas on what the potential is for change on this program and, mm. and some people who have actually, you know, made that huge change. Mm, mm. I'll quickly <clears throat> speak to our beautiful endomorphs who are going in for lap bands. That's mm. a big subject and a lot of you are such beautiful emotional humans that have never really had the connection or the nurturing that you needed. Mm. Um, but I actually have one of my best friends and she's also a client of mine. She's been through three of my programs. Each time I run one, she jumps back in because, like she said, in the experience inside of the program is so connected, so profound, so on point that she 
every single time she elevates and learns more, elevates and learns more, she releases more weight. So she had the lap banding and that did potentially a certain amount of work for her. And then she knew that she needed to tidy up and change a lot of other things. She hit a plateau, she started gaining more weight. And there's so many out there that have the lap banding procedure and still continue to eat poor choices and Mm. send their body toxic. But she's gone through each three of the programs and managed to lose, I think it was, she's just had a baby as well. So wow. she's um, she's managed to only gain nine kilos, I think it was, throughout the pregnancy. Wow. Um, feeling better than ever. She's lost half of her, half of her human size. Um, and, yeah, so she's she's been a big advocate because she just said the, the knowledge, the, the understanding of what specifically is for me and forgetting the rest has been such a big shift for her. And then understanding her partner and understanding the emotions and the needs. Um, uh, countless weight loss journeys throughout each of the programs. Um, at the moment I have a wonderful connector under my wing and she is, one of, like I said, very self-expressive. Mm-hmm. And we actually had a beautiful conversation I did live about the other day in my on my social profile and we were talking about her expression. She said she's always felt like she's too much for people and she's been told that she's clingy, back to this conversation. And um, she said she'd, she'd finally been in a relationship where she fell in love with someone and he believed he wanted her to be a quiet, quaint little girl, woman, and... But she was so high energy. She was doing dance. She was doing this group, that group, this group, that group. She had a very large social profile going on and he found that to be – he didn't feel like that was right. But she mm. was madly in love with him and in the end he broke up and and um, she was distraught. And I said to her, I said, do you realise what has everyone been telling you to do? And she's like, oh, everyone says I need to go away and be by myself and think and process. And everyone says that I should feel into this and sit with this. And I said, well – I was like cancer to me. But I said, the biggest problem you've had in this situation is no one gave you the permission to hurry up and move on. Mm. Move on faster. Yeah. For our beautiful connectors to sit and mourn and sit inside of something. It's the worst thing. It's ever. the worst thing. It's, yeah. it's like death. Yeah. So for our connectors, it's more about, and for her, her, she was just so elevated. She was now so, she feels so free to express herself exactly as she is, but she understands, yes, she's too much for any one human. So, yes, she can have a beautiful relationship but then also have her dance group and her motorbike riding group and her her social group over here and she's got all these dynamics of expressing herself. And I said, you just need to know that you are designed to be in all of that at once and still have the capacity for a beautiful relationship and you will find someone eventually who is totally honouring of that and understands because otherwise if you focus wholly and solely on that one person, you will. It's like that puppy dog. If you had Mm. the kid with the puppy dog, you play with it too much and squash it, you're going to hurt the puppy dog. (laughs) Um, So it's about giving her the permission to fully own the energetic human that she is and just be fully self-expressed. And Mm. she has just – she's lost heaps of weight. She's fully on board. She's posting in my group all the time these amazing creations of food that she's doing. She's super passionate and involved. And so I think that in itself is that ability to see inside this program you can access true self-expression, self-acceptance and thrive in everything that you were designed to be. Mm. Wow. And then, like I said, there's weight loss left, right and centre. Yeah. If that's what you're after, that's always a benefit. Yeah. Um, But then also understanding your own social triggers, your own uh, emotional triggers, your own mind triggers and the stories that play out and see how how that's linked back to your environment. Mm. And it can really give you the answers to, you know, (laughs) why things are the way they are in your life as well. So much, so much. Yeah. um, uh, I can't swear, but I've been told I have this 
innate meter for calling things as they are. Mm, you got a BS meter? That's the one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but it's woman love and it's always being able to then come out the back of that and, and call the BS and then go, and you're doing that because of X, Y, Z and you're not honouring this part of yourself. Mm. And that then becomes this beautiful awakening and awareness. Mm. Wow. Jeez, I don't know why everyone's not on this thing, seriously. <laughs> Sometimes people are – I actually wrote um, a post the other day about that. I said, you know, um, most of you are not ready to meet your manual mm. because once you understand your manual, all the BS gets brought forward mm. and you get to face what you've chosen to allow. you got to face reality. you got to face reality and make choices and the choice to honour oneself or fall back into your old stories. Mm. So true. Mm. So in the work that you do, and you do a lot, can I just say, um, <laughs> what has been your biggest challenge and how did you overcome it? Mm, my biggest challenge, well, as you can tell, there's a lot. And I think my biggest challenge, uh, I was very strong on social media for a couple of years and I backed off for about seven months and went into a bit of a silence mm. because I couldn't figure out how to express all of this in a tangible way uh, that made sense. Because mm. as you can see, there is, there's a vortex of incredible opportunity within this that can facilitate so much. How do you create that in English rather than Shana's English, <laughs> which quite often if, it, if you're anyone who's ever received a text message from me can seem rather bizarre. <laughs> so I think it was a clear message. The biggest hurdle I had was a clear message and I had to go and spend time crossing my T's, dotting my I's and, and resonating with people like yourself mm. who have helped me to really fine-tune my message. But it was it was more about, again, going into my own work and stepping away from the facades, pulling it back, mm. stepping away from the expectations of society and allowing myself to just be in it um, and understand that, like I said before, diplomats need time and space. Mm. So I had to stop with the noise and create time and space for me. And another nugget of what we do, right, is – Understanding I need the time and space to think clearly and allow it all to slot into its place Mm. and then go again. And when I fully surrendered into that and allowed that to happen, people like you came along Mm -hmm. and we connected and you're someone who's incredible at helping to find someone's message and Mm. and, and create clarity and and help someone express that in the right channels. And and so my gratitude to you so much (laughs) um, has been the big thing. But, yeah, just... Again, the, the lens of, of what we do here is it, it enables so much clarity in so many aspects of your life. Mm. And now, like we, you know, we just caught up last weekend, and now between last weekend and this weekend, like it's just like a skyrocket for you. Mm-hmm. Like you know, once you're in your zone, it's just all coming at you. Yeah, yeah. I've got a lot of one-on-ones coming through into this. I'm launching a six-week program in January with some group coaching, online group coaching, um, some one-on-one sessions throughout that as well. Um, so that's smashing and launching. I'm heading to Paris mm. at the end of March to speak to the Family um, Lawyers and Mediators Conference over in Paris. It'll be an incredible opportunity to speak about all of this, yeah. understanding stress, understanding um, language and connection and, and all of these things in the forefront of family lawyers and mediators. Like, there's so much potential within that community. Um, and then I've also had um, our head coach, mentor, and someone who I absolutely look up to in so many facets has reached out and asked me to work on some of his projects as well, mm. which just tickles me pink. Yeah, and you told me about those and I'm so excited <laughs> for those. I cannot wait. I'm so in when that happens. Incredible. 
Um, and then also <clears throat> I work in the corporate space with a fellow friend and mentor as well. She and I have had a, a long history of things we've worked together on and so I feel very privileged to be able to honour her with my three years of knowledge in this and help her put the icing on the cake with her corporate programs that she's got rolling out with um, one of the companies here in Brisbane that's uh, we've got we're, we're currently on um, we're currently on location number one of 30 in Australia wow so it'll be a massive project wow the, uh, it all comes back to collective change yes. and you are so in the driver's seat <laughs> I'm, I'm loving it luckily I'm a diplomat with all the body capacity <laughs> now I've got to ask you, can you define what being ethical means to you? Being ethical, I would say standing in my truth, living my truth and enabling others to stand in their truth and live in their truth. Ethical is stepping, is, 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 uh, looking at the onion, allowing people to peel back the layers that society has plastered on them mm. and come from the clarity and the truth and the, the essence of their being. That to me is ethical. Yeah. And I love asking that question because I get a different answer every time. And I just love the perspective that everyone has on that and amazing. Thank you. Um, so what are your future plans for expanding this mission forward? I know you um, just talked about a whole bunch of those. Mm. If you project a little further, where's Shana going? Oh, well, I'm, I can't release to the public yet <laughs> a couple of things um, that may, I think, end of January will gain some clarity on what they're going to look like. But the globe, the globe mm. will be very, very happy once these things come about. Um, mm. Some wonderful global projects that hopefully I'll be working through with our global conglomerate, um, making massive radical change in the world um, and creating simple, easy lifestyle adaptions and change in communities and yeah it's it's an exciting year ahead but for myself personally I will continue to support my six-week self-evolution programs mm-hmm. um which I do online um actually now uh, self-evolution and beyond it is I've morphed it into the 2020 version wow um which will be a, a rather comprehensive program which I can support clients myself but then also helping with the corporate sector so I see corporates there's more and more corporate people being attracted to this every day. Yeah. Um, which I see myself facilitating probably from what I've – from the big picture, it's looking like it's going to be a lot of online uh, talking globally on yep. stages, um, some retreats, Ooh. some incredible venues that people are going to be desperately wanting to come and visit, um, and then a whole heap of coaching and sharing the love one-on-one with humans. Oh, Wow. I'm so glad I know you, Janet. <laughs> I told you that, Lily. Um, <laughs> um, so how can people um, support the greater good and get involved in what you do if Reach they want to, you know, get involved in the program? Mm-mm. Reach out to me. I always recommend people come through and receive coaching first to understand that aspect and then if you feel so called to join the ranks and, and join in the mission, um, join in with either health coaching perspectives, uh, mindset coaching perspectives, parenting, teachers, um, and soon-to-be relationships. Um, if that's any of your modalities, reach out. There is something there for you and I'm definitely happy to facilitate that awareness and growth for you and for you to explore that with uh, no expectations. Mm-hmm. Explore that. So I'm Shana Exley on social media. So you'll find me Shana Exley on Facebook. You'll find me Shana underscore X underscore Lee on Instagram uh, and I'm definitely in uh, quite a few different communities in the Facebook land as well. And if we want to sign up for the six-week program of yours, where can we do that? Uh, just through Facebook. <coughs> just through just Facebook? Me. 
Okay. I like to have a conversation and, and hear your story before I connect you through further. Awesome. Now, I ask everyone this question and I can't wait to hear what yours is. <clears throat> What's the change you'd like to see in the world and how can we bring it to life? <laughs> Total self-expression unapologetically being within our genius zone and contributing, co-contributing to the evolution. Boom. <laughs> because it's inevitable. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Love it. From that space, I mean, we're looking at global cha- global warming and all these things. Mm. I think when we all step back into our, you know, into our own lane, when we can all step into our own lane and own that and be empowered in that, I believe the problems in society will fade. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Wow. So it's just this ripple effect. 100%. Yeah. It's like the shedding. It's like the rain falling and washing it all away. Yeah. Love it. I want to thank you for joining me today. Thank it has you. been absolute joy as always. And, um, yeah, I can't wait to see what's happening for you in 2020. It's going to be so exciting. Oh, I'm excited and thrilled to have as many as I can join me on the journey. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Ethical Evolution Podcast. If you're an ethical business owner, change maker or holistic healer who's determined to make a change in the world and you need support to spread your message, visit ethicalchangeagency.com to collaborate. Welcome to Transforming 45, the podcast that celebrates the incredible power of passionate voices. I'm your host, Lisa Boat. Join me in conversation with heart-led humans who share their deeply personal stories of transformation. Transforming 45 is here to uplift, connect, and remind you that it's never too late to write your next chapter. So get ready to be inspired, empowered, and transformed. Join me in this community where through powerful storytelling, we heal and reclaim our inherent magic. Electric Acid. Introducing the Deep Leadership Podcast. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former submarine officer who spent 22 years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. Leadership matters. Deep leadership is real-world, actionable leadership advice from John and his expert guests. Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electric Acid. Electric Acid.